Well, praise the Lord. As you see on the screens and as I've mentioned a few times, today is our first Sunday service during October, the month of prayer. We all say that when we say month of prayer. Say, let's pray. You know, we got to pray. We have to pray. Prayer has to be a regular part of our Christian walk, of, our, of who we are as believers. It has to be a part of our life. We have to pray. We have to pray. There has, you know, Jesus prayed. Think about that. He was all God and all man at the same time. Because he was man at the same time that he was God, he had to pray. Not, not the God part of him, but the man part of him. Had to pray. He had to pray. He had to talk to his father. He had to talk to the heavenly father. Now, we're going to go through and talk about a lot of stuff this month, okay? I want to talk about as much that I can cover in prayer. I encourage you, really, try to make the Thursdays if you can because they, they are going to, I'm going to just continue on, all right, right where we are on Sundays and on Thursdays, every service, we're going to have some facet of prayer. We're going to probably actually spend some time praying in some of our services, so be prepared for that. We, we got to elevate our prayer life. If our church is going to go where it's going to go, where it needs to go, we've got to pray as a church and as individuals. You've got to grow. I've got to grow. Our church needs to grow. And we've got to pray. Say it again with me. Say, we've got to pray. We have to pray. I, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm so thankful. I feel like this is right on time. This month of prayer, this focus on prayer, I feel like I said it Thursday. I feel like God has been... The last few months, God has been dealing with me, and I, I thought our prayer life was, my prayer life was, 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 and it was getting better. Not that I wasn't praying, but just that it needed to go higher, that it needed to be deeper. It needed to be, I needed to have more focused time on prayer. And, and, and then on top of that, I still felt like I wasn't there yet. And then, and then Pastor Steve said, you know what, I really believe this is what we need to do. And me and Brother Justin, Pastor Justin over in Georgetown, we're all, yes, let's do this. So, uh, of course, we're all doing it in all of our locations, um, the month of prayer. So I want to look first at kind of an overarching verse, and then we're going to go further. But Ephesians 6.18, Ephesians 6.18 says, praying always. Everybody say, praying always. All right, say it with me, because I know y'all are probably turning in your Bibles and all that stuff. But say, I need you to get this. Say, praying always. How often do we pray? Always. always. Praying always with all prayer. With, with some prayer? With all prayer. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. What is supplication? I covered this on Thursday. Supplication is earnest, heartfelt desires from God. Okay, so when you see supplication in the Word... I want you to know that that's not just prayer. That's like prayer on steroids. Okay? It really is. I mean, if you think about prayer, I could pray like this. I could say, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for these green chairs. I thank you that we don't have hard rocking chairs. I thank you, Lord, that these are plush chairs, that they have cushions on the bottom, and they have cushions on the back. I thank you, Lord, that they're stackable so we can stack them in and out. I thank you that we have a dolly that goes with them. I thank you that they're gray and green, that they're a nice color. I thank you, Lord, for these green chairs. In Jesus' name, amen. That is prayer. That's prayer. I prayed to the Father. I prayed in Jesus' name. I covered a subject. I talked to God. That's prayer. Now, was that in the spirit? No. Was there anything spiritual about that? It's okay. Y'all can laugh in church. No, that was kind of ridiculous, actually, right? But, but it was still, fundamentally, that was prayer. And we could do that about anything. 
But, but supplication would be like, I really am earnestly with everything within me, with all of my heart, seeking God and desiring an answer from him or, or whatever. For, and it doesn't even have to be an answer. It can just be uh, um, um, just going to God and saying, I need you in my life. I need that supplication. In the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance. And again, we see the word supplication there. In other words, praying for the saints, praying for the believers around us, those that are in, praying for your, your, your fellow church members, uh, praying for the, the body of, of the church, all those things. That's Ephesians 6, 18. That's going to be kind of our staple verse for the month. But this morning, I really felt led to start somewhere else, and then we're going to kind of circle back to that. Is that okay? I, I wanted to start with secrets to answered prayer. How to get your answer. Everybody say, get your answer. You, you know, we, we, I hear this far too often, especially with, with um, when I was in Florence, I ministered to the young adults, and it was like a, a constant thing. I just feel like God doesn't hear me. I feel like God doesn't answer my prayers. I feel like, and this would be like the, 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 the talk that they have. I just feel like God's not listening to me, that God's not answering me, that God's not, that, and when I pray, how do I know? So I thought it'd be good to start with, at least for today, and um, I probably won't cover them all, so I don't know if I'll finish on Thursday or next Sunday. You'll have to come and try to, to be here as often as you can. And I know some of you can't be here on Thursdays, but I just wanted to encourage you, please try. By the way, if you have kids, I'm pretty sure they're doing caramel apples this Thursday, so it's going to be delicious, so bring your kids. Amen. I kind of want to go back there and have some caramel apples myself. Maybe I can sneak some for the adults in here. We might have some caramel apples too. When I was younger, I, w- I raced dirt bikes. And, um, you know, when you race uh, anything, you have to have, and like in sports, anything like that, you have to have a number, right? Everybody, have you seen that? Like a car, race car, NASCAR, you have a number that you, that you have to identify. Oh, that's Dell Earnhardt. He's number three. Or, or Dell Earnhardt Jr., he's number 88. And so when I was racing... My number, and even in baseball, my number was 18. That was my number. You want to know why? You got to have a story behind your number. If you don't know, you got to have a story. Here's my story. Is I liked, at the time, when I was playing baseball, I liked Chipper Jones. Everybody remember Chipper Jones? He played for the Atlanta Braves. And then um, Javi Lopez. His name was Javier Lopez. He was the best catcher in the league. He was number eight. Chipper Jones was number 10. So I put them together, and I'm number 18. Real complicated. So, so that was why I was number 18. Loved number 18. And so um, I got to the point where, again, I was doing things to make money, and I had my own money, and, and I would buy stuff with my dirt bike. And so I, when you buy a dirt bike, they don't come with numbers. You have to buy them, and you have to put them on. And so I, I got these numbers, and I got, they come separate, okay? Like you can put up to one number. You can put two numbers. You can put three numbers. You can do it however you want. So I got... The front and the two sides, I got three ones and I got three eights. For one eight on the front, one eight on the side, one eight on the, on the other side. But I wasn't really good at putting these stickers on there because they're really sticky. And if you put them on them the wrong way, you can mess them up and you can, they'll get all bubbly and all that. But this guy at the dirt bike shop, he was really good at it. And I'd watched him put on numbers before and I was like, listen, Matt, hey, dude, I need you to put on my numbers. He's like, yeah, I got you, man. No problem. I'll do it at the end of the workday. And so I don't know why I didn't stay and why I left them with him, but I did not stay for the number application process. And he said, listen, um, I got the numbers here. What number is it? He says, is it 18 or 81? 
And I said, <laughs> yeah, it's 81. <laughs> like clearly joking. I even added the, <laughs> like that. I, actually, I don't remember how I laughed. But I said it very jokingly. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Matt, it's 81. Like he knew, right? I mean, he knew I was 18. He had seen me. He had been in the track with me. But I was not specific. I was not specific. There was no specifics to it. I just handed him the numbers, asked him to put it on. There was no specifics. So I came back the next day. Guess what number I had? I was 81. I was 81. That was what I asked for. It was exactly what I asked for, but I was not specific. So the number one thing that I would say, not that this is any specific order, but, but one thing that I wanted to start with that I wanted to really hit home today, that when you are praying... When you're going to God in prayer, you've got to be specific. You've got to be specific. You've got to have and know what it is you want, what it is that you're desiring from God, and you need to be specific. There's this, there was this massive church in, uh, in China, I believe. His name is David Yonggi Cho, and he was believing God for a bicycle. A bicycle. Massive ministry. Th- hundreds of thousands of people. And he's believe, I don't know what size it was at this point, but he was believing God for a bike because they don't drive cars a lot. They, have, they use bicycles. And so he wasn't getting the bike. And he was a man of faith. His prayers were answered all the time, but he wasn't getting the bike. And so he, he asked God, God, why am I not getting this bike? And he felt like the Lord telling him, well, what kind of bike do you want? And so he began to get specific with God and began to tell him, I want this type of bike and I want this many speeds and I want it this size and I want this kind of details. And I think he even just specified the color. And, and, and as he got specific with God, you know, God gave him that exact bike. He'll do it. And we've got to be specific with God. So how do we be specific? In what ways are we specific? Well, you've, number one, you've got to know God's word. You've got to know God's word. You've got to know what his word says, and you've got to know what it is that's in his word because God is not going to give you anything that's that's outside of his word. I'm holding on my iPad as if it's a Bible. If you have his word, you've got to have it in your heart. You've got to know what it is that he says, and everything that's in his word, listen to me. Get this. This is important. Everything that's in his word, he promised to you. It's not like he promised it to Santana and said, I'm not going to do it for Mona. Or I'll do it for Simone and I'll do it for Miss Angela. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. If he said it in his word, it's for you. All you have to do is receive it. You've got to take his word. You know, like, like, like for instance, let me just help you out a little bit here. Because this is prayer. This is the month of prayer. I want to help you out. I want all of our prayer lives to increase and go higher. There's nothing wrong with you saying, Lord, help me. But it's much more effective, and what God's asking us to do is for you to specify how do you need his help? How do you need, what do you need, what are your needs, what do you want? Because if you know what's in his word, then you'll know. See, what tends to happen, this is what tends to happen, this is my firm belief. And I'm not the only one because as I've been reading and studying this, many ministers who have written books about prayer, they all say similar things. That what tends to happen with believers is we pray, as Christians, we pray. We ask God. Then we don't get an answer. And so we blame God. Well, God's not answering my prayer. He must not want, here's the phrase, it must not be God's will. It must not be God's will. But I encourage you and implore you, 
Before you make that statement, read his word and make sure. There is a time, and we're going to cover, I want to actually cover, and I'm going to probably type these out on, on a Thursday and put them all down. I'm going to cover the different types of prayer. One of the types of prayer is the prayer of dedication and consecration. Jesus prayed that in the prayer in the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, right? He said, Lord, if it be thy will. Y'all remember that? And so people have taken that and said that, okay, well, if Jesus prayed that, then I need to pray that. Yes, that's true at a time of, Lord, I'm dedicating my life to you. Let it be your will in my life. What, what, in other words, let, let it be your plan. There would be a better way I would describe it. I would say, I would say, Lord, I need to know your plan for my life. For, for instance, I, I know that, that, I know that, that my will for my daughters is to go to college. I want them to get higher education. All right, I'm gonna give you all an example. Does that make sense? That's my will. That's my general will. I want them to get a higher education. Now, specifically, it, it could be 100,000 different options of where they go. They could go in-state. They could go here in, in, in the city. They could go out of the country. They could go out of the state. I, there's so many options. That's the specific plan versus the will. Do you see the difference? The will is, I want you to go to college. The plan is, which college, which place, which year, for which tuition, how many scholarships do you have, how are you going to get there, are you going to live on campus or you're not going to live on campus? What degree are you going to have? What? That's the specific plan. So when we're praying and we're asking God for his plan, you can ask him, Lord, what, what is your plan for me? That's what Jesus was asking, Lord. If this be your will, then I'll do it. He already knew what God's will was. His God, God's will was for all to be saved, for, all to be, for, for, this, for salvation to be supplied through Jesus. Jesus already knew that. What he was saying is, Lord, if there's any other way for you to do it, I mean, he knew what he was about to do. He was about to go on that cross. He knew what was coming. Lord, if there's any other way for you to do it, let it be your will. Take this cup from me. That's what his prayer was. Okay, so now that we've clarified that, I'm going to come back to that at a later date. Y'all stay with me. What I'm talking about today, though, is being specific. So what happens is, is we think we know what we want, but we really don't. And so we're not really praying. We're not being specific. And, and then we don't get an answer and we blame it on, well, it must not be God's will. But if it's in his word, if it's in his word, it's for you. Is it God's will for me to prosper? Yes. Is God a rich, get rich quick scheme? No. But does he want you to be blessed and be prosperous? Yes. Does he want to meet all of your needs? Yes. So, so you don't need to pray and ask if it's his will for you to, to get a, a, a better job. Or to get a job if you don't have one. Or whatever it may be. That, that's in his, you already know that's in his word. I've put that word in you. You've heard me preach it. Now, here's what needs to happen. You need to get the revelation of it. Then when you pray, you pray that out. Specifically. What I ask, this is what I ask God to do. Lord, if, if you know, before I say that, let me give you some scripture. The Bible says that he'll give you the, the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart. I believe that that's twofold. How many of y'all have ever had God change your desires? At one time, I was desiring to do this, but over time, as I got closer to God, it kind of shifted, and now I'm desiring to do this. See, he'll give you the desires, but then it's twofold. He'll actually 
let those desires come to pass. He'll cause those desires to come to pass in your life. For instance, when I said yes to full-time ministry, I had all kinds of plans. I thought I was just going to stay in media and I was going to start Christian media businesses and I had all kinds of crazy ideas. But as I said yes to ministry, God began to develop a desire in me to do more with ministry and to actually become a pastor and start a church one day. Those weren't my, I can tell you the truth. Those were not my desires fresh out of college. That was not my desires. But now I can't imagine doing anything else. I'm glad that you all have jobs, but I don't want your jobs. I want my job. I love what I do. As I'm sure, and I hope most of you love what you do. My point is, is that, that I got specific with God. Lord, I want you to use me. How? How can you use me? That was the prayer. Then as I, as I began to grow with God, he began to change the desires in my heart. And then I began to pray specifically. Lord, okay, full-time ministry. Where do we go? What's next? And then here we are today. I got to move on. But I want you to get this. Number one, be specific with God. If you're taking notes, write that down. Number one, be specific with God. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything, say anything. Come on, y'all stay with me. Say anything. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything, y'all see according to his will there. See, you, you can already know what his will is. This is telling us. This is telling you exactly what I just told you. If you already know his will, then you can ask according to his will. And what? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we have asked of him. That means that by faith, at the moment you ask, you've got to receive it. If I could add a little tagline to number one, it would be be specific and be in faith. Actually, all these have got to be in faith. I mean, you could really add in faith to all of them, but y'all get my point. You've got to believe you receive it right when you ask. If you ask according to his will, you have the petitions you've asked. This is why we must have God's word in our heart. Joshua 1.8. This will help you. If y'all haven't heard this verse, this will help you. Joshua 1.8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, or in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. How does prosperous and good success come? By meditating on God's word day and night. How do you do that? Well, number one, you've got to have it in you. I, I, I mumble God's word to myself. I, I mean, if some people caught me, saw me, they probably would think, man, that guy, I think he's got something a little wrong with him. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I just know God's word, and I know that I've got to speak it. I've got to have it. It's got to be in me. And so I'll walk around, and I'll have, you know, there's different seasons where I'll have different, different verses that are just, I'm meditating on them. I'm praying on them. I'm letting them just be in my spirit, and I'm, I'm speaking them over my life and over our family's life. You should be doing the same. Meditate on his word. Because then, when a situation comes up and you've got to pray, you've got his word. You've got his word. Meditate on it day and night. So here's kind of how this should go. A problem arises. We go to God's word. You know, you know, you can come to your pastor too. One of you in this room, I won't point you out to embarrass you or anything, but um, um, I had someone call me, one of you in this room, he called me and, and, and it was a situation where there was a, a mistake had been made, not like anything like um, 
like a sin or anything, just a mistake had been made at the job. And so at this job, they had made a mistake. And they said, I don't know what to do. And you know what I did? I didn't have the solution. I didn't have the solution. I just quoted as much scripture as I could quote. Because I knew if I could get word into that person, if I could get word in them and get, and get a revelation in them, that they would know what to do. And then out of that, I actually came up with a, a possible solution, presented it to them. They did it. And you know, they're still working in that job today and it's gotten better and better and better. And God actually moved the person that was the problem out of the job. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to your pastor and saying, I, I, I need a word. I, I don't have the word knowledge yet. I'm trying to get it. Help me. Or you can get it from your personal study, but either way, you got to get the word. So number one, the problem arises. Number two, I got to get the word. Number three, I'm going to pray specifics based on his word. You know, I, hey, will you put up that, um, at the, the last picture at the bottom? This was us shopping the other day. This was us shopping the other day. Everybody say, aw. Can you see it? That is a little, I know the, 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 the I didn't realize the podium was right in the way, but if you can see it. It's Kaylee, and at Bilo, they have these miniature shopping carts. Everybody say, aww. And she is having a heyday with this shopping cart. She is loving it. She's shopping around. She's pushing it. And I would go, and I'd get something off of the shelves, and I'd put it in my cart. And she didn't know what it was, but she would just grab something. Okay, boom. And she's putting, I said, no, baby, we don't need that. So finally, I had to get her. I said, listen, this is what we need. Pick it up, put it in your shopping cart. I had to have her help me. But you know, if, if I just aimlessly went around by low with Kaylee and we're pushing our carts and we're just aimlessly going around putting stuff in our cart and then leave our carts and walk out, y'all would think that we were nuts. But I'm, I would bet that all of you in this room, just like me, when you go shopping, what do you go with? A list. And you might adjust the list a little bit. The list might change. You might add a few things. You might tweak a few details. But you go with a list. It's specific. It's specific. You know I'm going here to buy low. And I'm going to go and I'm going to leave. And I better have these things on my list. Or my purpose of going to buy low was null and void. And the only reason I wouldn't have anything is because they don't have it. Isn't that frustrating? Oh, man, I hate that. I, I, well, y'all, we need to pray for Walmart. Because Walmart is always missing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That two-notch Walmart, man, that, that place is always, they need some. I, I, do any of y'all work at Walmart? Okay, praise God. I just want to make sure. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, I know. I know, but, but listen, uh, they need, the, the stuff is missing from the stock shelves all the time. But y'all understand what I'm saying. We're specific. We go with specifics. Why would you pray any different? Why would you pray any different? When you go to God, you should go specifically. And you should pray specifically. This is what I'm in need of, and I need you to move. There's so many verses on healing, so many verses on prosperity. Take those verses and take them to God. The Bible actually says to bring things to my remembrance. God said to bring things to his remembrance. He wants you, you know, he, he needs you. To ask him. That's number two. Number two, you have to ask. Number two, you have to ask. Number one, you have to be specific. Number two, you actually have to ask. You have to ask. When my daughters, when they want something, how many of y'all know when you got little babies, what do they start doing? They go, ah, yeah, 
That sounds something like that. I don't know. I'm not a very good baby talk person. But it sounds something like that. But, but very early on with Kaylee, and now we're having to do it with Madison, we had to say, may I please have some cheese? And then we'd give it to them. And, and we would say it. Then, eventually, we put it on them. You better ask. We even taught them sign language. They, they uh, have to do some sort of may I please something. I don't know. And so what happens? They always rub their belly. There's an actual sign language. I don't remember what it is right now, but they end up, this means please, apparently. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And, and so this means please, and so, and so we'll do the sign language, and then they'll rub their belly. But hey, I'm good with that, because if they can't talk yet, I want them to ask. I'm not, you're not going to just whine and complain and me give you, no, no, no. You are going to ask, little girl. You got to ask. You got to go to God, and you have to ask. Ask and believe in faith. Certainly, the Lord knows what we need, even before we ask, but he still said for us to ask him. Isn't that amazing? He knows what we need, but he still said for us to ask him. Matthew 6, 32, your heavenly father knows what you have need of and, and knows that you need all these things. If y'all can put that up, Matthew 6, 32, he knows, your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. And then John 16, 24, he said, until now... You have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Man, it is God's desire. Listen to me, church. Do not get it twisted. Do not let the devil lie to you. It is God's desire that your joy be full. It is God's desire that you are full of joy, that your life be full of joy, that you be not just happy. Anybody can be happy. You can watch a comedian and laugh for a minute and be happy for a second. But joy goes much further than that. And God wants you to be joyful. He wants you to have a life full of joy. He wants you to have joy work at everything. You know what? My life is a life of peace. Peace brings joy. I want peace in my house. I don't know about y'all, but I want some peace. Peace be still, Jesus said. I want peace in my house because I want joy. So I can ask God and I shall receive because he wants joy to be in my life. He wants my life to be full of joy. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but he came to bring you life and life more abundantly. He wants you to have an abundant life, but you have to ask. You have to ask. How do we ask? This is a um, mechanics of prayer. If you don't know, you should pray to the Father. Your prayer should always be directed to God. You can see that I put up there, ask God. You, you're your prayers should be directed to God. You ask in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? That's the mechanics of prayer. Just like your car has to work a certain way, you have to put a certain type of gas in it, you have to put a certain type of oil in it, there's mechanics to prayer. If you put the wrong type of, if you put diesel in your regular gasoline car, your car will break. You need to use the correct mechanics of prayer. You pray to the Father in Jesus' name. To the Father in Jesus' name. You've asked nothing in my name, but ask and you will receive. Look at that. You will receive. Say that with me. Say, I will receive. Come on, say it again. Say, I will receive. Ask and believe in faith. That's John 16, 24. To say, listen to this. To say that you're leaving it up to God and that you know he will automatically do whatever's best is unscriptural. Jesus himself said we are to ask for what we need. 
and we must believe that we receive. There's plenty of scriptures here. I'm going to continue to quote them throughout the, the month. I don't have time. Mark 11, just to give you an example. Listen, you, when, you, when you speak to the mountain, you've got to believe that the mountain's moved at that moment. You have to believe. When you ask God, you have to believe. Number three, as we wrap this up, number three, change your stinking thinking. See, this is important because when we pray and we go to God, we're a three-part being, right? We're a three-part being. And so we pray to God and we start in the flesh, but we're supposed to pray to God in the spirit. It should be a spiritual thing. And again, we're going to cover more of this later. I'm going to talk about praying in the spirit and all those things. But when we pray to God, what happens a lot of times is, is that we don't know his word well enough that our mind hasn't been renewed by his word. Again, we circle back to his word. We have to have his word in our life. His word makes all the difference. His word renews my mind. His word makes the difference. So when I, I, when I change my stinking thinking to, to, to line up with his word, my prayer changes. And I need my prayer to change because if I can't go to God. Listen, don't pray your problems. That, that would be um, another way to say number three. Don't pray your problems. You can even, I'll be, I'm okay with you putting that out. I want to put that on social media, tag me in it. I'm cool with that. Don't pray your problems. That'll change your life. Because many of us go and we, well, that's what we do. That's our, that is our prayer life. Is we just go and we just pray our problems. We just focus on all of our problems. There's nothing wrong with you telling God your problems, but I've already given you the scriptures. He knows them. Right. He didn't say, ask me, but first tell me your problems. He said, I know your problems. I know what you have need of. I know what's going on in your life. I know every hair on your head. I know everything about you. I need you to have faith in me. I need you to trust me, and I need you to ask me. And so when we change our thinking, when we ask God correctly and we come to him correctly and we get rid of, listen, the Bible tells us that we can take every thought captive. That's what Paul said. That means that when you have a thought come up and the devil, see the devil will suggest things. The devil will push things. And it may not even be the devil, it may just be the, the world we live in or whatever, but that's all. If it's an anti-God, anti-faith thought, it ultimately came from the devil. And so he'll suggest these thoughts and he'll suggest these things to us. And what happens is, is we're praying and we're trying to do things right. We're trying to come to God. We're trying to come in faith. And then all of a sudden we hear, well, it must not be God's will. And so then if we're not careful, listen to me, if we're not careful, that, that, think, that stinking thinking will change and actually become belief. And you'll, you'll believe that. But that's not scriptural. If you're praying and asking God to heal you, it's in, his, it's in his word. I can give you, look, look, I actually wrote it down. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Matthew 8, 17. 1 Peter 2, 24. All verses that I just quickly wrote down last night on healing. And I'm sure there's more. It's in his word that God wants to heal you. So then when something like that comes up, you've got to, the Bible says to take that thought captive. That means that you can take it. Lock it up like you lock somebody in handcuffs and put it in jail. You can take that thought and remove it. The Bible says you can do it. You can do it. You don't have to. I, I, I don't know how everything mechanically works in our bodies. 
and how my brain works exactly. I'm not a psychiatrist. But what I know is, is that because of the, the, the world we live in, I might go to the store and hear somebody say something. I might pick up something in a movie or on TV or whatever. And then that, that turns into a suggested thought. That's why we have to have the word, word in us. That's why we have to be in church. That's why we have to do what we do as Christians to keep the word level in us high because then when that turns into a thought that doesn't line up with God's word, my spirit goes, no, no, no. No, 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 that, that's, that's not right. Don't go there. Don't think that. Don't think that. That's anti-faith. That's doubt. That's unbelief. That's, don't think that. You're only going to know in the world we live in, you, you can't totally avoid it. You could be a total recluse, but you're going to have to go out sometime. You're going to have to go to a doctor. You're going to have to go somewhere and see somebody, and they're going to possibly put doubt in your life. So how do we fix it? We renew our minds with the Word of God. Let me give you another verse. This is really good, and I'm starting to wrap up. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If you want to know what you should be thinking about, well, pastor, what, what type of music should I be listening to? What type of stuff should I be watching? What type of things should I have in my life? What type of friends should I have? It's right there. Because, and, and I listen, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm holier than thou. I've watched a movie or two in my life, okay? I've, I've seen some stuff. I've been around the block, okay? I'm not trying to pretend. But I've also, doing all that and doing everything that I've done in the world, I've realized how, listen, let me just tell you a quick story on this note. I realized in, at the end of my college career, I was really asking God, God, how did I get in such a mess? How did I get lined up with all these people? And he showed me my music playlist. True story. And it was like a light came on. Because see, I love, I know I'm white, but I love rap. I love it. I think it's the coolest genre of music ever made. I really do. I think it's fantastic. I love rap. So now I listen to Christian rap. But but yeah, I listen to Christian rap. But see, I liked, I started listening to rap because I liked the beat. I liked the music. I liked big subs in my car. And so I would listen to the, 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 the hottest music because I wanted my car to thump, as they say. I was that kid that you hate that's driving down the road with their car louder and you can't think. That was me. Right, Mom? That was me. I got a ticket one time. Listen, this is, I know I'm getting off, but listen, this is really funny. I got a ticket one time because my car was so loud, I didn't even see the cop. He heard me before he saw me. Seriously. Seriously. So fast forward. That was in high school. Fast forward in college. I, <laughs> I asked God, how did I get mixed up in all this stuff? Why, how in the world I mean, because I was raised in a good household. I went to church. I loved the Lord. How did I get mixed up? Every song was about sex, alcohol, partying, something of the, that nature. Everything that I was listening to, everything that I was putting in, all pointed to a lifestyle that when I got to college, when I saw it, I was attracted to it. I didn't really see it that much in high school. That went in a little bit, but I wasn't really, you know, I was in a good atmosphere. I was hearing the word more than I was hearing, you know. And then college, 
wasn't going to church, wasn't hearing the word. Now I'm watching this lifestyles around me everywhere and I was attracted to it. Because what we put in, what we hear, will equate to our belief. How does, this, how does this come back to prayer, Pastor? What are you talking about? Because listen, what, what you put in and what you believe will come out in your prayer life. All right? And if you don't know God's word and you don't know his will, then you don't know how to come to him in prayer. You don't know how to be specific. You don't know how to ask him. You don't even know if you're in faith to believe him to do what he, you need him to do. And all these things coexist in a, just a bad concoction that are going to result in unanswered prayer. Change your thinking. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good report, if it has any virtue, think on these things. Once you've prayed and asked God for something, never doubt for one minute that you don't have the answer. If doubt persists, rebuke the doubt. Get your mind on the answer. Pray the answer. I told you don't pray the problem. Then what do you do? You pray the answer. Well, what's the answer? It's God's word. If you don't know what else to pray, pray the answer. If you don't know what else to say, say the answer. If you don't know what else to, to quote, pray and quote God's word. Well, well what, find a scripture. Ask me. Again, call. Pastor, I'm believing God for this, this, and this in my life. What scripture do I need? And it, what, I bet you I can quote some right offhand. And what I can't, I'll help you research and find it. And you can pray that. Don't pray the problem, pray the answer. Get your mind on the answer. To get your mind on the answer, you will have to get your mind on the word. The Bible says in James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because in 1 Peter 5, 8, we see be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. What are you trying to say? That if we can get our mind right and we can get uh, our mind focused on the word of God, and, and you know what? You know why the word works? Because we're spiritual beings. And the word changes us from the inside out. Our minds get renewed because he changes us from the inside out. The word gets in our spirit and changes us. If you want your prayer life, uh, that's the first three. We're going to go through more either Thursday or next week, uh, next Sunday, one of the two. Be here, get here as often as you can. I know this is a little bit more teaching. I did, I preached a little bit, but I know I normally preach a little bit more. This is a little bit more teaching today, but I need to elevate and help us elevate our prayer life. I really wholeheartedly believe that in order for our church to go where we need to go, our prayer life has got to increase. It's got to increase. I want you to help me pray every day. Our address here is 537. So at 537 p.m., I want you to pray about the church every day. Put a reminder in your phone. Put a, put a um, calendar note in your phone. Whatever you got to do. 537 comes up. Get a little ding on your phone that says, pray for your church. Pray for Family Worship Center. And pray for us. Pray for me. Pray that I know what to do and what's next. We're, we're looking for buildings. I want to know what's next. I want to know what's out there. I want to know where we're going. We're not going to stay in a temporary building forever. I'm believing for God to give us a place where we can have prayer meetings, where we can have more uh, and do more. I, I'm believing for all that. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I need you to lift, lift up my family. I need you to pray for those around you. All the people that are, that are here, the people that are not here, the people that, uh, um, that are coming to visit, people that are coming to check out our church. I want you to pray for them. Pray that, they, that we find, um, continue to find, hey, the praise and worship was on point today, huh? 
It was good, right? Right, we're getting better. But I believe this is just the beginning, that it can go even higher. That now we can add musicians. We're adding sound men. We're adding more and more technical people, people to help load in and load out. People who, listen, the the ministry takes work. If y'all don't know how to spell ministry, it's spelled W-O-R-K. And and we need to pray along those lines. We need to pray for people and pray for help. Pray that God sends them. I need your, and the church, you know, let me rephrase that. The lost people that are coming to Family Worship Center that need a touch from God, they need your prayers. Let me word it like that. Let me put it into perspective. Because that's why we're doing what we're doing. For the people to come, just like, just like you did. I mean, I came to, to Family Worship Center needing this in my life, needing a message of faith, needing a message of encouragement, and it changed my life, just like it's changing yours. Invite somebody else. Encourage them to come. Bring your friends, neighbor, coworker. Tell them about Hallelujah Night and invite them to come. Pray for your church every day, 5.37 p.m. If I had a way to do a prayer meeting here, we would do a prayer meeting here. But right now, we got Sundays at 10 a.m., Thursdays at 7 p.m. Those are our two weekly services, and we're going to continue to add other things to that. But right now, that's what we're doing. And, and in your car, at work, wherever you are, 5.37 p.m., pray for your church. doesn't have to be long. Just pray. Just pray. All right? Will you all do that with me? If you all enjoyed this today, month of prayer. Everybody say that with me. Say, month of prayer. Say, I'm going to elevate my prayer life.